0: Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Please uh, take a copy of God's word and turn to Ephesians 5. Before I read and then uh, preach, let us uh, pray. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we do want you to be in charge. We do pray that in your kindness, in your grace, you will be in charge of this time and the rest of this service today. We ask that uh, you and the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit would be glorified in jesus name amen ephesians 5:15, 16 and 17 from the uh, early version of the new international version be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. But understand what the Lord's will is. Dr. Rob Rayburn tells the story of a Christian young lady who was trying to decide which college to attend. One of her possibilities was our PCA denominations college, Covenant College. One day, she was relaxing on a dock, looking up into the sky and the clouds in the sky seemed to form the letter C. She took that as God's guidance that she should go to Covenant College. How can we understand what the Lord's will is for our lives? What does the Bible say about God's guidance? What does God do? How does God lead us so that we can live in His will, so that we can live holy lives? As Christians, we want to do the right thing. What is the biblical doctrine? of guidance. That is our subject this morning, and I pray by God's grace our study of this subject will be useful, will be helpful to each believer here this morning for the glory of God. We have four points in our sermon, and point Number one is the sufficiency of the scriptures for our guidance. Or as someone else has put it, the will of God is found in the word of God. Quote, when the Bible is properly understood... A Christian has all the principles of conduct needed to make wise and godly decisions. Turn with me, please, to 2 Timothy chapter three. The last verse of 2 Timothy chapter three, verse 17, talks about the man of God being thoroughly equipped for every good work. What is it, though, that thoroughly equips or thoroughly furnishes? What is it, though, that makes competent the Christian for every good work? Look at verse 16. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The scriptures of the Old and New Testaments thoroughly equip the Christian for every good work. As someone has said in reference to 2 Timothy 3.16, the scriptures teach us what is right and what is not right, how to get right, and how to stay right. That pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Point one. Point one. The Bible points us first to the sufficiency of the scriptures for our guidance. Quote, the more we know of God's written word, the more we will know what God wants us to do. In the past, a young man from a youth group in Pittsburgh I once led, came to Johnstown to be a student at the University of Pittsburgh in Johnstown. One weekend, his girlfriend was coming to UPJ for a visit and he was thinking about having her stay in his dorm room. He went on to talk to me about it. Was this okay? He assured me that he could be trusted. There would be no moral failure. He wouldn't fall. His girlfriend was a Christian. Was this okay? I took the scriptures, opened the scriptures, and used the scriptures to deal with his question. And he went on to have all the information he needed to make a godly decision. Psalm 119, verse 130, the unfolding of your words gives light. Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light To my path. Isaiah 8, verse 20, to the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. But how are we to be guided when the scriptures do not specifically speak to something? For instance, how are we to be guided concerning which job to take, which college to attend, where to live, whom to marry? John, a believer, has two young ladies who are interested in him. They're both Christians. What should... John do. At times like that, insofar as the choices we make are not contrary to God's word, we are at liberty to choose. According to our likes, our preferences, our pleasures, God has left us free to exercise genuine freedom. He commands only that we choose wisely and well, not neglecting his word whenever it applies. One summer uh, in the past, our young people had the opportunity to go to Chicago, or to go to Myrtle Beach on their annual missions trip. Now, there is no command in the Bible to go to Chicago, and there is no command in the Bible to go to Myrtle Beach. Also, there is no prohibition in the Bible in regards to these two cities. Here were two genuine ministry opportunities. What should they do? Insofar as the choices we make are not somehow contrary to the word of God. We are at liberty to choose. The Lord commands only that we choose wisely and well. So the young people talked and prayed, and talked to others, and then chose to go to Myrtle Beach. God leaves us free to exercise genuine freedom when the scriptures do not specifically speak to a certain matter. God gives us freedom to use our heads to decide what to do. Let me bring our first point to a close with this story also given to me by Dr. Rob Rayburn and he is doing more than just giving me these two stories for our message today. Rob talks about Dr. Francis Schaefer. Uh, some of us are familiar with the name Dr. Francis Schaefer. Some of us are very appreciative of the ministry of the late Dr. Francis Schaefer. When Francis Schaefer was a young man, uh, I gather a high school student, he wanted to go to college, but he was not sure that he should. Uh, I gather he uh, was a Christian and he really wanted to be in God's will. He wanted to go to college, but he wasn't sure if he should. And so he took a coin, and he uh, decided that in flipping the coin, the one side would tell him to go, and the other side would tell him to not go. He was very serious about this, and he uh, took that coin and flipped it, and it turned out to say, go to college. He really wanted to do the right thing, and so he decided he was going to flip again. And so he flipped the coin a second time, and it said, go to college. And Rob Rayburn goes on to say, aren't we glad that Francis Schaeffer went to college and then graduate school and went on to have the tremendous ministry that he did have. Well, what should we say though about this story? Number one, I really think we need to commend Dr. Schaefer for his desire to please God. There are many who do not have that intense desire. We should commend him for that. But also number two, I think we should say, in reference to God's guidance, the Bible points us first to the sufficiency of the scriptures And where the Bible does not specifically speak to something, God has left us free to exercise our freedom. Not flip a coin, not read the clouds, not put out a fleece, not wait for a vision or have a dream, not depend upon a feeling. God has given us an awful lot of leading when he gave us our minds. Point number two. Point number two today is the place of prayer in the guidance of God. Prayer is vitally important in the guidance of God. Perhaps, however, someone here today would think, after hearing our first point, that prayer is not that important, that prayer is not really needed concerning the guidance of God. We we have the scriptures, and where the scriptures are silent, we have the freedom of choice that pretty much covers it. Well, if one of us or some of us would think that way, that would not be good thinking. Turn with me now to Psalm 119. As you're doing that, let me uh, put this before you. Have you ever been perplexed about what to do? Have you ever wanted to do the right thing for God but you didn't know what that right thing was. Well, notice with me verse 18 of Psalm 119. And this verse is being directed to the Lord God. And so we can start off verse 18 by saying, O Lord, or O Lord God, and then the words, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law." What do we do when we are perplexed? We pray to God. We pray to God and ask him to show us truths in his word that have a bearing on our situation. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And if our situation is one of those freedom areas, we ask God to help us make our choice wisely and well. Prayer is not unimportant. Prayer is not unnecessary concerning the guidance of God. crucially important. James chapter 1, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. But also, we can say this about the importance of prayer. Prayer is important for receiving strength from God to live out the right thing to do. Have you ever known what the Bible says about something? Or have you ever made a choice in a a freedom area but you were so weak in regards to doing it? I remember when I became convicted that I should go to my parents and ask them for forgiveness for the grief I had caused them as they raised me. As you can imagine, this was very hard to do. And as you can imagine, I really prayed about that. And God gave me what I needed to go to my parents and ask for their forgiveness. Prayer is so important also to receive strength from the Lord to live out his will. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 6 verses 19 and 20, pray also for me that I will fearlessly make known the gospel, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. He, he He knew God's will here, as I should. And what did he do? He said, pray for me. Prayer is a crucial part of the biblical doctrine of guidance. Point three now. Point three is godly counsel. Uh, To quickly review, number one, the sufficiency of the scriptures, Number two, the importance of prayer. And now, number three, godly counsel and the guidance of God. Listen to these words from the book of Proverbs. Chapter 12, verse 15. A wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 13, verse 10. Wisdom is found in those who take advice. Proverbs 20, verse 18, make plans by seeking advice. And then Proverbs 11, verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Another point we should take with us concerning our subject of this morning is the wisdom of seeking godly counsel. J. I. Packer has put it something like this, the wisdom of not being a lone ranger concerning the right thing, but speaking at times to wise fellow Christians for their understanding of the scriptures or for their advice in what we should do in our freedom areas. Have you ever experienced anything like this? Anything like this? You're you're driving your car, and you're not sure where you are. Actually, you're lost. Your family or a friend is pleading with you to put on the GPS, or pull over and ask somebody for directions. But you refuse. You will handle it. And so you and the family or you and this friend go on to experience extra miles, unpleasant words, unnecessary headaches. There's a picture of what happens spiritually when we refuse to take advantage of godly counsel, many unnecessary heartaches. Wisdom is found in those who take advice. Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Someone has uh, written, in our quest for God's guidance, we can become our own worst enemies. Hmm. What does he mean by that? Well, by refusing to seek godly counsel. I will figure it out. I don't need any help. To be practical, do you know some wise, godly, believers. Write down their names, make a list of them, and then determine in obedience to what we see in the book of Proverbs to speak to some of them whenever you need help for guidance. When I was in college, I knew that the Lord had called me to the ministry I knew my next step was seminary, but which seminary? I sat down with a professor, one that I got to know, one that I highly respected, and as we sat in his living room, we talked about seminaries. Don't be proud. Oh, I don't need help. Or, what will people think of me if I ask for advice? Don't be proud. Don't be lazy. I'll do what the pastor is saying some other time. Make a list. Determine to speak to some of these people, quote, who are in tune with God, sensitive to spiritual issues, and know how to apply the Lord's word To the many aspects of life. Before we leave our third point, let me say perhaps as I've been giving this third point, you realize that this third point is indeed a weak area in regards to you and the Lord's guidance. You do not seek godly counsel the way you should. Thank God for showing this to you. In his grace, he has done so. And pray that you will act in reference to it, the wisdom of seeking godly counsel. Our last point Uh, this morning, has to do with circumstances and God's guidance. And what I want us to take with us under this point is our circumstances help set the context for making a decision to the glory of God, but they are not to be read all alone as fixed indications concerning God's will. Johnny Erickson, one summer day, dove into the waters of the Chesapeake and broke her neck. She became paralyzed from the neck down. Some Christians probably went on to read that circumstance in Johnny's life as a sign from God that she would never marry, never drive a vehicle, or do a variety of other things. This circumstance clearly dictated God's will. Well, Johnny Erickson tada! is married today and drives a van and has a tremendous ministry for the Lord. Circumstances help set the context for making a decision but they are not to be read as automatic road signs concerning God's will. I still remember a young lady uh, of a number of years ago who was uh, crowned Miss America. She uh, is a Christian. And she went on to say that uh, a number of young men, uh, plural, and this probably took place as she went around representing uh, herself as uh, Miss America. But she said uh, a number of young men Uh, came up to her and said to her, God wants you to marry me. Circumstances are not to be read as automatic road signs. One more illustration. Some of us are familiar with the name Philip Yancey. Uh, Philip Yancey has written uh, the book, Where is God When It Hurts? Where is God When It Hurts? actually came out of a rejection. His first attempt at the particular subject of his book was rejected by several publishers. Rejected, rejected rejected. Well, I guess that clearly communicated to him God's will. Nice try, but forget it. But no, it didn't. For again, he went on with the help of the rejection to write his book. Circumstances are not to be read as dictates from the Lord concerning his will. They help set the context for making a decision. Someone has written, suppose the Lord Jesus was to grant you the answer to one question. Any question you wanted to ask. What would that question be? I was asked uh, once to speak to uh, about a hundred junior high, senior high young people. And I, I borrowed that from this person. I said to uh, the young people, let's, let's, uh, let's think that Jesus Christ is physically here today. And let's think that Jesus Christ says to each one of you, ask me one question. I will answer that one question. What would you ask him? Well, the one who gave me that idea, and I quoted about two or three moments ago, went on to say this. My guess is your question would probably relate in some way, to knowing God's will for your life. I guess that's right on. So, listen to a review of our sermon today. Number one, God's guidance is found in the truths of God's word. And where the word of God is silent, God has left us free to exercise genuine freedom. Two, prayer is crucially important in regards to the guidance of God. We should always pray to God in reference to doing the right thing. Three, godly counsel is also key. We should ask for and be open to the advice of other believers. And then four, remember Circumstances are not to be read as dictates from the Lord concerning his will. Here now is part of God's will for your life. James 1 verse 22. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves let's pray well heavenly father help us to take what we have heard and to be doers in reference to it in jesus name amen